gets his shot. Everybody starts celebrating. Confetti's everywhere. Now, keep in mind, I'm in a stadium with, you know, thousands of people. So I don't, I, I can't really, and I'm watching on my phone, so I couldn't really tell at first that it was easily a two-pointer. But then they showed the replay, and I'm like, that is a blatant two-pointer, and you're dropping confetti on the ground. Well, even if they win. Act, act like you've been there before. You know who started this? <laughs> and I talked about this this morning. Uh, Dr. Bush was on this morning from Central Maine Orthopedics. They got a big hand seminar coming up on May 15th, by the way. Uh, if you've got carpal tunnel issues or anything like that, make sure you get registered for that. Uh, like Central Maine Orthopedics on Facebook, and you'll see the event right there. Dr. Bush, uh, Dr. 80, a lot of folks are going to be there for that. Um, there'll be some good information. 80 so. operated on both my yeah. hands. So, yeah, if you've got if you've got those issues, uh, looking to prevent a recurrence, whatever it might be, uh, good time for that. May 15th, uh, 6 p.m. up at Central Maine Orthopedics. Anyways, you know, so I couldn't tell. But then they're, they're cleaning up the confetti for seven minutes. So once I realized that they had blown confetti, and and they had to clean it up, and they still had to play in overtime. I just I just spent like the next two to three minutes laughing, like audibly laughing, like I lost it, like it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But I'm like, all right, that's all over with, you know. So I, sh- I shut my phone off. I'm like, I'll wait until the, near the end of overtime to go back and watch it, because I feel sometimes like I am the bad news bears <laughs> for the Boston Celtics. So I'm watching, and I see the the the. Uh, Sixers get out to like a, a four-point lead, five-point lead. I'm like, oh, God, you could have got them. You could have finished them off. You could have Cobra kai them. You could have swept the leg, and you're already done, right? And then they keep coming. They keep coming. They keep coming. I'm like, all right, it's down to a minute. They're within two. I'll turn the game back on. Turn the game back on. Me and my buddy are watching it. Sure enough, then the Horford play happens. I'm like, and it, it reminded me of... um. I don't know if you did this when 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 you coached or when you played, but there was this trick play that you do where you'd send one guy over to the corner to lay on the ground and bark like a dog, and everybody looks at him, and then you just throw the ball in, and somebody goes to the lane or do something distracting and ridiculous. What Brad Stevens pulled in that overtime, and also I hope he brings Brett Brown's pants back to him because Brad Stevens basically stole his pants. He stole his wallet, his dog. Like it was he. He has coached. I, I like Brett Brown. I think he's great. He's he's had a good career. But Brad Stevens has badly outcoached him in this series, and it's not even close. I'd say Joe Prunty actually uh, did a better job of trying to match up with Stevens in the last series, and I thought that was a huge coaching advantage. In fact, if you talked to me before the playoffs, I would have said, you know, I think Stevens is a little better than Brown. I think Brown's, you know, and I would say Brown is way better than Prunty, but. It, these two series have completely changed my thoughts on both of those men and both of those teams. So, so you everybody runs away from Al Horford. They throw it over the top, and he gets it in. And by the way, he was fouled. He was fouled oh, yeah, hard on that. Yeah. I watched about 15 replays. I'm like, and one, and one. How about the and one? Can we get the and one in? Nope. Three nothing. And you know what though? I'm gonna I'm gonna con I'm gonna contrast that. I'm gonna contrast that. With what the Bruins did. Okay? I'm going to travel back in time for a minute. The Wayne's World travel back in time. Go back to when the uh, Bruins were up 3-1 to one against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Finish off the series. You're the Celtics right now. Okay? We have seen Boston teams come back from 3 nothing deficits and give up 3 nothing deficits. Everybody talks about the 2004 thing, but 
everybody kind of slides over the fact that the Bruins coughed up a 3 nothing lead to the Flyers yep. a yeah, few years later. It was bad. That happens, and it did happen, and we all watched it. And it was weird, but it happened. So we've seen it before, okay? Not often, but sometimes. Philadelphia has a lot of talent. Young talent, uh, a team gets some some confidence going. They get some rough calls. Things are things are going their way. Okay, finish them off tonight. I yeah, mean, he- crush them. My thought is, I think I think Philly's such a young team, not a lot of veteran leadership. I feel like they're going to come out tonight. If they come out flat, uh, the Celtics could lead this thing wire to wire tonight. Like, and I would not be shocked because I don't know. Like, is it possible that you know, it, like, how are they reacting? Like. How does a team like that in the NBA react when they realize that their coach is getting out coached? Do they try to play better to make him look better, or do they say, "Oh, we're done"? Like I, this is going to be real. You're going to learn a lot about the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Yeah, because you can't dismiss win or lose being down three nothing, three one. You got to really, really dig down deep to psychologically say we can come back from this. We we can win. We can win four in a row. We can do. You know, you 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 got to really want it because, hey, golf season's here. You know that kind of talk. You know, well, we had a good year. We got we we'll got some good draft picks coming next year. We'll be okay. And they then they fold the tent. You got to really really dig when you're down three nothing or three one to come back and win that thing. <clears throat> I just when I look at and the reason I I go to the Bruins is I look at the difference in this series. In the last three games, the Bruins look like an episode of Benny Hill. I mean, drop the puck, drop the puck, trip over their own feet. Yeah. By the way, Terry Rozier has played 84 minutes in the last two games. He has not turned the ball over one time. Yeah. Matt Greslick can't even get out of his own zone without tripping on his ass. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't, I, I just. I mean, we said when the season started that the defense was young. There'd be some growing pains. But, you know, they had such a great year. And <clears throat> I go back almost three weeks ago. All they need to do is win that last game against Florida. And they're the number one team. They play New Jersey. They're done in four or five games and have some days to rest. Instead, they come out flat and just a clunker. Yep. Now they got to play Toronto, seven-game series. Toronto is very well coached. They've got a lot of Tampa and, and Toronto have been bad for a while. You know, Tampa won back along, but then they fell apart. They let everybody go, and they've had a lot of top draft choices, both teams. Not number one in the whole draft, but in the top four or five, several years in a row. Well, eventually, that's like Philly. That eventually that comes together, uh, and the Bruins haven't had that. When you're just about in the playoffs or in the playoffs, they're like the Patriots. You draft way down at the end of the of the round each time, and you you better do some coaching and pick the right guys because you don't have the same opportunities. But they if they finish off Toronto and five games, then they get a couple days to rest up. Instead, no, seven games, and right out, you know, just have to really go for it. Now they come in tired. Now they won that first game 
looked like, wow, they could maybe, like they did in the regular season. Mm-hmm. They won the regular season 3-1. to one. No competition, really. But I think, you know, Tampa was, you know, kind of laid back, being lazy. They had some days off, you know, that kind of feeling. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, they played well. I mean, you know how I feel about the officiating. I know you're a huge fan. I yeah. think that when you, yeah, when you are officiating in a sport, and let's just take right now pro hockey, we've heard for years, oh, you don't want to make a call. <clears throat> you don't want to make a call in the end of the game. It could affect the outcome of the game. Well, I understand the feeling, but the problem is, as soon as you do that, you let the offending team change the outcome of the game. So what's the difference? And um, that game four, where McAvoy got pulled down, the puck squirts out, they pass it right in front, Stamkos puts it in, the game's tied, it goes to overtime, they lose. They probably win that game. Now the series 2-2. Now that's mm-hmm. a different series. Totally different ball two, of two and 3-1 is a world of difference. Even though two of the games are still going to be in Tampa, it just gives you a fighting chance. And I think you suddenly boom, you down three one, eh. You know, it's a whole different ball game. And I, I think that's a shame, especially in Boston. I agree. No, I agree um, with you. And I think it's bad when the neutral NBC sports announcers in the studio in between periods are lamenting how poor the efficient one of the games. I mean, Ronick said it right out. He says this is awful. Well, look, <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Here's if I'm NBC, okay. If I'm NBC, my first question is, um, hey everybody, uh, what 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 are we gonna do for ratings? Tampa Bay makes the fun. Tampa Bay Winnipeg, okay. <laughs> and I'm not look. I'm not. Somebody's gonna be like, oh, why are you biased against small markets? Like, no, that's not it at all. Listen, okay? If can't if a Canadian team makes it, the way the ratings are, that won't count for like America. Okay, so it the the ratings numbers will look atrocious. Okay, so if you have Tampa Bay and Winnipeg, Tampa Bay and Winnipeg. I mean, now, if you got Boston and Winnipeg, you've got. I, I think Pittsburgh. Pits- Pittsburgh is your best shot. By the way, I feel very strongly that Pittsburgh is going to come back to beat Washington. I mean, I until I, Pittsburgh is dead and yeah. Washington has moved on. And we hear the final I will, have, I will have zero faith in the Washington Capitals to, to to clear this out. Just a little bit of history, folks, because they don't. Just until we see the handshake, we're not betting on Washington. <laughs> they haven't made this cup final since they made it in what? Since uh, Olaf Kolzig was their goalie, right? And that was, it's I mean, been... they were led by a bunch of former Portland Pirates. That was, that, by the way, was the golden era of main minor league sports. Oh, you boy. had the Portland Pirates and, and then, you know, back to back, you had uh, the, I mean, everybody that they were affiliated with. Uh, was was playing well at one point or another, like uh, the Capitals, and then after they went to the Capitals, oh, they went to the Ducks, and then like you know, so that was good. And then the remember the Marlins went to the World sea Series, dogs, yeah. and they were the Sea Dogs affiliate. I mean, that was a golden age. You had a lot of major league talent come through this town during that time. And then the Red Sox, when the Red Sox kind of re revamped their vibe and and got everything going in the late two thousands, that next resurgence, you know, the two thousand thirteen team. Um, you know, a lot of former Sea Dogs on that team. Uh, the 2017, you know, so it, it's, yeah, a w- lot was, of minor leaders. I was sorry to see uh, 
the uh, the Bruins take their minor league team to Providence. I I really liked having the Mariners here. That seemed to me the crowds were decent. We I don't understand. I don't understand why they went to Providence over that. Like, well, is it closer for I them mean, to if they have to recall? Yeah, somebody? but I mean, look at the Celtics. Do you think the Celtics would want to put a a, a Red Claws team, a, a D League team in Providence? No, they they specifically sought out Portland. Yeah, specific, yeah, in a place that's nah. I mean, the Expo is nice, but nah. And yeah. it's, it's full all the time. Mm-hmm. I know. Hey, I want to go back just really quickly. We can come back to this, but what what was the talk around town? You were in the stands. Yeah. About uh, Matt Harvey. I mean, is he turned into a jerk? I mean, they they, just, that's the way they're making him out to be. Well, the folks I talked to out there, yeah, he's a, he's an a hole. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. He's let, a superstar. Let me let me uh, let me pull zero punches on that. He's a turd bag. He's become a turd bag. And New York only has themselves to blame. It's why if you're a Yankees fan, you should feel very lucky today that Aaron Judge is the guy he is, because no matter what crap you praise on him, he's like, you know, he's got that he's got that Belichickian Bradyan, yeah. you know, sort of deal. Okay. Matt Harvey didn't have that. It all went to his head. He thought he was better than he was, and then he wasn't really uh, he wasn't really hurt. You know, he wasn't really um, doing what he was supposed to be doing. Well, they said he didn't do his stuff in between um, starts. He didn't didn't do the the exercising things. You know, when mm-hmm. he came back from his injury, and he just hasn't been the same. No, he really hasn't been. He really, really hasn't. Because I been. wanted. Then my second question was: Yankees need pitching. No. Is staying away from him, you think? You know, that's hilarious that you. It's a w- hilarious that you mentioned that to me, because I just read an article this morning that said the best place for him to go would be Boston. Really? Yep. Huh. They have a tie-in with him. I can't remember what it was. I got to find it here real quick. Where is it? You it, know, it, I mean, because they and they're going to need pitching. Oh boy, that's for sure. I mean, Price still. I don't know what's up with him. He, I've I've got, seen some people say San Francisco for Harvey as well. He's like, got he got blown up the other day. Yeah. Price. Yeah. What is going on with I, David Price? I don't know. I. Maybe he's still hurt. I don't know. I, I He hasn't been throwing his curve much lately. And if he, he's not throwing his curve, that typically means, again, you know, look, does look he at, not want to say something because he got a lot of grief last time that he, you know, paid him $217 million and you're hurt and all that crap. I, I don't know. I I mean, tonight it's uh, Severino and, and Pomerantz. I mean, not tonight. Severino and Pomerantz uh, to start the series. And that's not a good look for the for them. Then we got Price and Tanaka. That's really not a great look for. I mean, it's a tough pitching. You know, we just sale pitch yesterday. Yep. And at the end, the guy with the best ERA of all the starting six pitchers, Sabathia, <laughs> one point something. Oh, uh, his bullpen totally screwed him on Friday night. Totally screwed him on Friday night. So. Uh, it should be a good series, but you're right. I think both teams need pitch. Who doesn't need pitching? But those two teams need pitching because they've got the other things. I think both these teams have kind of you know, found their niche a little bit. I think the Red Sox are still trying to decide what they're going to do with Jackie Bradley. Devers is hot and cold when he's hot. And look out. He can – I mean, he had two home runs at one of those games, and both of them were just line drives out right away. But then he – and he goes through a spell where he's 0 for 4, 0 for 4, you know, that kind of thing. So, and Ben Intendi hasn't really hit this year he yet. He is not hitting lefties at all. No. So, I don't know what that is. And 
You know, they always say that every every major league hitter is going to go through slumps because the pitching is so damn good up there. But the better player you are, the true great ones, they shorten up that slump. It doesn't go three weeks. It goes, you know, mm-hmm. four games, five games, and that's it. We're done with that. We figured out what the hole in the swing was or what they're getting me on, so I'm going to stay away from those. Judge, a perfect example. They were getting him the slider away, and he stopped swinging at it. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, they start throwing a little closer. <laughs> he starts hitting it places. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a little game, isn't it? It's uh, it's something. And by the way, was in the stadium on Friday night for Glaber Torres' first career home run. That was a shot off the bat. Yeah. Knew right, knew right away that one was going. And then yesterday, well, we'll play that for you coming up. It's B-List Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit SpectrumHCP.com forward slash ortho. Remember when your kids spent vacation week telling you how bored they were? Yeah, you're going to have to have a whole summer of that. Until you remember, registration is now open for University of Southern Maine's summer camps. They've got basketball, they've got soccer, they've got ice hockey, and they have a ton more. I haven't even scratched the surface on this. Find the registration links now. Go to usm.maine.edu. That's usm.maine.edu and search summer camps. University of Southern Maine summer camps where kids should spend the summer. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 on Online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation, making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. 
Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org! Sea Dogs open up a series tonight against the Fisher Cats in Manchester. It's a sports flash. You can catch that game tonight right here on the USA, the Sea Dogs Radio Network. Sports are main AM 780, 6 o'clock tonight. That'll be on. University of Maine Black Bears track and field happened yesterday. Also, Huston Softball uh, won the NAC title. Bowdoin Men's Tennis uh, won a championship as well. You can get all the latest scores, updates, and everything from the weekend. If you missed any of it, go to mbr.org. have now won 15 out of 16 for the first time since September of 1980. And here's how they win this one. 
right down the middle, and he almost muscled that ball. Absolutely crushed the deep part of the bullpen. No Yankee Stadium cheapy here. Allen's like, what? No chance. Chapman, no need for you, bro. And the bench. Oh, and we were all looking. Is that going to get over his head? Not only did it get over his head, that was gone. And what a greeting at home plate for a 21-year-old Yankee. The youngest walk-off by a New York Yankee ever. Since Mickey Mantle. And now ever. Glaber Day is every day. Oh, you've been waiting to say that, huh? Oh, yes. I, I've been saying for as soon as they called him up, I could smell the run coming. Yeah, oh, you said. 15 out of 16. And the one game they lost, they lost 2-1. to one And had a chance to win that one. Well, and you know what's crazy? The, the Red Sox haven't exactly cooled off. No. And, and um, they're, they're only one game up. Here's, here's, there is a difference, though. And uh, the, there is a difference. Palmer wants to know if this is Yankees Daily or the B-List. Okay. Oh, God. He's, he's unbelievable. Hey, he's keeping an eye on us. He's, like unbel- he's, he's trying, to keep us, trying to keep us. He's, you know, just remember, Palmer, if I got tickets to Game 5, I would have invited you, and I'm not related to you. Okay? So I'm just going to say that. Get it right out there. Get it right out there for you. Okay? I would totally have invited the, you if I'd only, gotten tickets. The only thing is, though, he said there's five tickets. He, he, I don't know. they got to come up with five guys to go with you. Okay, that might be tough. No, that's a question. Like, how do you get four people yeah. over the top of that? Like, yeah. that's just... Okay, now, let's go. That's, uh... And one wow. of them's not your brother. Marcus that's... Marcus is in big trouble. This yeah. is... This yeah. is... Marcus... Marcus is in trouble. Uh, I got to look and see. Where was the... Uh, 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 uh. I gotta find the stats from yesterday. So really, the the last time the Yankees lost the series is when they played Boston. Yeah. What a shame. Yep. And <laughs> that's a real shame. Seem, seemed like a long time ago, doesn't it? Oh, I like, know. Yeah. Of course, the announcers that both teams are trying to build it up. Oh, you know, will there be any more? You know, uh, tension and come on, guys. Hundred and sixty-two games. Let's just play. Where is this thing? Come on. All right, here it is. Where's that Joe, Joe Kelly fighting T-shirts, Palmer? Huh? Get those ordered. Remember, the Yankees were 9-9 nine and, nine and seven and a half games back on April 20th. No, seven and a half? Seven and a half. Wow. I knew it was a lot. I didn't realize it was that much. They're si- here, here's the Red Sox. Okay, here's the deal with the Red Sox right now. They are 16-5 and five against the Rays, Royals, Rangers, Orioles, and Marlins, i.e. Murderer's Row. The Yankees are 14 and 6 against Cleveland, Houston, the Angels, Boston and Toronto and 8 and 3 against Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Detroit and Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, the hey, we uh, said a Red long Sox time. swept the Angels. They beat Toronto 2 out of 3, the Yankees 2 out of 3. Okay, so they are 3 2 2, that's 7. They're 7 and they're 7 and 2 against the good teams that they've faced. The Yankees are 14 and 6 against the good teams they've faced. Yeah, I think I mean, we've said that a lot, and they, and they Yankees certainly have so far have beaten those really not, good teams. And the, I don't say that in terms of a well, you know, they haven't beaten anybody yet. It's just that's the way the schedule's worked out. Sure. So it's tough to if this was back in you know the late '80s when 
the Yankees would come to town and then the day after the Red Sox came to town because it worked by division, you know? Yeah. You knew that you were going to play you were going to have a road trip or you were going to have a homestand and you were going to get the team that played New York first and circle through. I mean, that's usually how it worked. Yeah. Okay, you usually played the teams all about the same time, so you kind of knew in a measuring stick where you might. So and so was in a slump, and yeah, right. Absolutely. It's totally different now. Like the the yeah. interleague stuff is different. It's all the, different. The thing that we've I've said before, I I felt that way about the Celtics when they won eleven out of thirteen, beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. If you split with all the others, you're going to be in first place. Yep. The Yankees did it for years. We talked about that for the, years. I don't think I believed in this Yankee team until what I just saw them do in Houston. Yeah. Because I have felt for a long time, really I'd say probably since April of last year, that everybody's playing for second to Houston. I I thought Houston was like Golden State. You know, they were everybody was slotting in to try to take a shot at them, but in all likelihood nobody was going to beat them. But that series last week showed me because those games that was like uh, that was uh, that was a four game series. That was games nine, eight, nine, ten, and eleven of the 2017 ALCS, and they just continued it. I mean, every one of the, go- oh, that, the good games. Yeah, it's not often you see a playoff atmosphere for baseball games in May, especially in Houston. But you did in this case. And I expect the atmosphere on the the atmosphere in the Bronx over the weekend against Cleveland. By the way. Out off the roof, like you couldn't. There, there were not a lot of seats available. Well, the thing is, that's the way all of the Red Sox Yankees series used to be. Mm-hmm. And then we, then we went through this spell here lately. It's been, eh, you know. I mean, you tune in if you got around to it, but you know, I, I think that uh, both teams are really good, and that's when you get some, you know, really good series. So that series will start tomorrow night. That means you can rest up tonight. You can just focus on the Celtics. And it's four game. Is it four games? It's a three gamer. Three games. Three gamer. Three gamer. Cannot believe the Bruins played the way they did. That's fine though. I guess that's. Well, I mean, oh, when you when you step back from it, you're going to be able to say, you know what? Did we expect this from this? this year? I mean, people I said, at the beginning people of the year were saying like, they weren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, people don't, didn't even think they're going to make the playoffs. My question is: Is the honeymoon period now over for Bruce Cassidy? No, no, I don't think so. I I think that. Uh... I think he covered a lot of uh, holes and a lot of uh, problems all year long. And I think when you get in the playoffs, it's like the playoffs in any league. The other teams are really good. That's why they're in the playoffs. And it's a lot harder to cover up the holes. And uh, now, he, he, I mean, it was a challenge against these last two coaches, the two coaches in the playoffs, because... um, you know, they're both quality coaches. Cooper's a good coach. He had a good plan coming in. And when they played uh, Toronto, I mean, Toronto's coach may be, you know, one of the best ever. So, to be compared to those guys, that's eh, a tough one. I, I think the, the problem is uh, we knew the defense was young. And, boy, in this particular series, and the last one, too, when they were up 3-1 to one and couldn't close it out, it showed up. Kylo gets hurt. He's got at least some experience. He played last year. Um, I thought Crew got taken out of his game in the series because they were they were physical with him. I tell you what, last night they hit Charlie McAvoy in the locker room. Oh they yeah, they were clear. We're going after him, and Chara 
looked like he was 90 years old in this series. They were fast, they had a plan, and he could not keep up. And, you know, back three-quarters of the way through the season, when they signed him on for another year, I said, you know, it's probably good. He's got that veteran presence. They, they didn't use him on the power play. They didn't use him short. I mean, he, he, they cut his time down. Well, they didn't cut it down enough. I mean, McAvoy played probably the whole game last night, when you think about it. He put every, every pair that came out, McAvoy was one of them. I swear the kid could have played the whole game. He was unbelievable. So I think the young defense showed up. Uh, especially with Carlo being hurt, it meant you got to play McQuaid more. That's not a good thing. I thought Miller held his own, although he made that one. He went to pass it, and he lifted his head, and he lost the puck, and they scored on it. But again, that's too much running around and not taking your responsibility. I think Charo looked old. And then guys that you'd gotten something from over the course of the year, like Heinen and, and so on, Nash, because Nash got hurt. 40 stitches in the side he had. That might that might slow you down. That's enough so you notice. And then they made the big, supposedly the big trade for Rick Nash. He sucked. He's horrible. What a terrible trade that was. He's horrible. That was a brutal, awful trade. And I, you better hope that nothing happens. I Well, they sure as hell better not re-sign him. I would rather have a rookie in Providence that I don't even know yet than him. I kept saying, oh, you heard me all week. Set him down. You can't. The guy's a superstar and he's making all kinds. You can't set him down. I understand where coaches get, but you got to because he hurt them. He's a big, big body that should be physical. He's not. He had one game that he was physical, and it was one of the games they played really well in the Toronto series after that. And he got his tip-in goal and a snipe shot, and it was screened. That's it. That's the only thing he did in two series. Waste of time. I would have much rather had uh, Donato in there the whole time or double shift DeBrus, for God's sake. Now, it's funny. In this series, DeBrus disappeared. Yeah, he was – well, I, they're gassed. This is a young team. I don't think – a no. lot of these guys have never played this no, long. No, we talk, we talk about pitch counts in the major leagues, and we're going to talk about pitch counts in a second because it's going to involve that text message we just got. We talk about pitch counts in the major leagues. When you add two extra games against Toronto that you didn't need to add – you're gonna wear yourself out. Yeah, no, that's right. And, and it was, you know, what it was. You know how, like, when you don't sleep the night before, but if you stay busy the next day, as long as you're trucking through and you're staying busy, you're good. But then you sit down for a second, and then it the the tired hits you. That's what happened to the Bruins in my eyes. They came out balls of fire in Game One, okay. And I don't want to say they shot their load in, in Game One, but they definitely uh, a few rounds of fireworks came out in that one but they they had that little break and they, there was a little extra break in there i think there's like an extra day or something like that i think when they get to sit down after that game i think that i think that i think that was a wrap well i think it was cumulative we talked about this many many times i did i mentioned it four or five times on the air 35 games in 70 days it's almost an impossible task when you think about it so what happens is it, I think it's cumulative. It's like I, I talk about running backs this way. They've only got so many pops in their legs where they can just explode. And then their legs get a little sluggish. You know, those guys, like I say, I know how good Barkley is, Shaquan Barkley, that they, they drafted the Giants. You know how many touches he had in games at Penn State? It's astronomical. 
you know what? His career will be one of those three-year whatever because he'll be all worn out. Those guys like uh, Shoney Michelle who, who split time, you watch, he'll be fresh. He's going to have much more pop in his legs over the course of his career. You know, I may be wrong, but but anyway, I think the the 35 games in 70 days, and then you go right into a seven-game series, and then you come to really the best team in the Eastern Conference. I think I, I think I think Tampa potentially is better than Washington or Pittsburgh. Time will tell. Um, I think their goaltending helped them a lot in this series. I'll tell you what, if they bring their friends, the officials with them, I don't well, see anyone who's no, going to beat them. No, there's no question about that. I mean, uh, and I and I think that's another factor, not the factor, but it's a big factor where you get frustrated. You you know, you've you've either you've watched games. I told you I stopped watching the NBA cuz I couldn't stand the officials. And when just think I'm just a fan. You're playing, they're hooking you. And nothing happens, and then you stick your stick out, and somebody steps on it, and it's tripping on you. I mean, eventually that stuff wears on you, especially like you said, if you're tired. That's that officiating that just seems to go the other way. Now I know teams earn their own breaks and all that stuff, but in almost all these games, the Bruins got a couple of power plays. Tampa and Toronto got five and six every game. So again, you're killing penalties. You're using Marchand and Bergeron to try to kill penalties because they're the best in the league at mm-hmm. that. And just over time, it's just it's just too much. Would you like to read the text message from Mr. Palmer? The text message from Mr. Palmer. Would you like to read that? I'm going to let you read Hate that. Hate to say it, Chara needs to go, retire. I I mean, I, I feel the same way. I, I said I... Uh, I don't feel that way, but I'll tell you why. You go ahead. Well, I just think that... Uh, Sure, he's part of the transition to the younger team. And I bet he's great in the room. Uh, I bet you he's not afraid to step up and say, hey, Matty, knock that off or whatever. But uh, his play in this series, anyway, really hurt them. He just couldn't keep up. The guys turned him. You rarely see an NHL defenseman get turned. And in the Toronto series, because they had some speed too, the Bruins started backing up on defense to try to compensate for the speed through this, through neutral ice, then you give up the blue line. So it makes it really easy to get the puck in and set up your offense. And so, again, I, I yeah, would it be nice? It's nice to have a veteran guy to, to be around to help out, but I just think over that 80-game series and then the playoffs, I, I, I just think he's had enough. I think – well, I, I – no, 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 no. I He looked like he'd had enough because, again, you played two worthless games against Toronto that yeah. you didn't need to play. Didn't need to play. And you still would have time off because they don't start the series early. Yeah. They try to start them all at the yeah. same You've time. Yeah, you've got to rest your horse. I, here's what I'd like to see with Chara. I don't need to see Zidane Chara in October next year. I don't need to see him in November. You want to know what I see? want to see them do with Zidane Chara? I want to see them do what they used to do with Roger Clemens. The Astros and the Yankees used to do with Roger Clemens. Start him in the season 60, 90 days later. Get him caught up. Get him going. I don't need him in October, uh, November, December. They have blue line depth. I mean, they're not all Zidane Chara, but they can play. They can get you through. Regular season is a little different than playoffs. 
I need Zidane Ochara ready, healthy, and rested for the playoffs. If my best five months of Zidane, if my best four months is Zidane Ochara, if I've got four months of Zidane Ochara a year, I want those four months to coincide with the playoffs. I don't. I don't think there's any. Honestly, I I wouldn't start. I wouldn't start. I would call it the the char rule. I wouldn't start playing him until after New Year's Day. Yeah, I mean the other alternative. I asked Tim about this when we talked to him during the week. Would they ever get to the? I mean, it's they. It's all got to be with, underneath the salary cap. But can they keep, you know, seven defensemen and rotate Chara out? You know, so that it's like a pitcher skipping a skipping a start. You know, to keep him fresh. Sit him out. Let him go up on the ninth floor with, with Neely and see what's going on up there and have a couple of dogs and enjoy himself. And then put him back in the rotation again. But, I, yeah, I agree. I, that In that regard, if he's a little more fresh, I think it would help him. Uh, he did look really slow in this, uh, in this series. And then he had – I mean, the guy went right down between he and McAvoy – was it, was it last night or the night of the game before? And scored. No, it was last night. Scored. And it was because he, he didn't step in like he's supposed to. It was on his side. The guy caught a little bit. And I don't know if he thought he could knock him over with just uh, throwing his arms out at him or what, but the guy skated right by him. I think it was the game before. Yeah, it. Uh, we're all disappointed. We're going to get over it. Um, I do think that they accomplished more than we thought they would. The problem is, once they started to look really good, you start to overlook the little problems they have and have this optimism that they're going to be fine and whatever. And there's a little bit of a false hope, I think. I mean, when you come right down to it, they're lucky to get out of Toronto, the series. It's true. I mean, seventh game, you had no idea what's going to happen in seventh game. No. Your number one player, you know, Gets caught in the corner and is hurts his ankle. Hey, like did, hey maybe he takes a shot into the chest and gets a concussion. Oh wait, that happened yesterday. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, I go back to that. Not only the missed calls, but the the really high checking that that uh, Tampa did that they got away with. Now, were they all penalties? No, but they were up high and. Um, there were quite a few that I thought, you know, they slide by the shoulder and hit him in the head or the face. And those are penalties. Those yeah, are penalties. I agree with you. You know, people get all wound up and they want... If Marchand had hit, had made that hit yesterday that took back us out of the game, yeah. how long would he have been suspended oh, for? Oh, yeah. Rest of this... Um, at least, I mean, at least the rest of this series. And, and maybe look, next. people like, oh, well, he looks people. Yeah, because he is a little bit of a wacko, okay? Totally get that, too. But I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, it's not much different than when uh, Horton was hit in the Vancouver series in 2011. Almost the same exact thing. They put the, took the guy out for the series. Mm-hmm. I, I do think Tampa was a better team. Um, I think that this could have gone further. If they win... Game four to make it two two. Okay, now the next two games are going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Even though Tampa probably in the wrong long run, in the next two or three games probably would have won anyway. But I think to go out four one, you know they didn't after that first game they never scored a five on five goal. Really? I think it was something like that. If they did, it was only one. I think it. I think it pretty much was. They either got another power play or they didn't get it. 
It just... And then that they blew that opportunity. I mean, they had so many opportunities on that last power play before before to tie it up. And then that that empty net goal. What a shot that was! Yeah, the entire ring. Almost to me, that feet. summarized the entire series, didn't it? Like the Bruins are right there, right there, right there. Tampa's like they're like that that old dude with the fishing line, you know, and he's trying to get the money, and he's just like just dances around. Away. Come here with it. Come here with it. Yeah. That's exactly what that was. That's exactly what that was. That was, I, I just, I can't, I can't even imagine. I, I just, and like I said, normally I'm really mad. Like, I and I want to be mad. I'm just mad that they didn't, I'm still mad that they didn't finish off the Toronto series because that in the end is what bit them in the rear end in this one. A lot of people won't talk, but that's, and that's what good teams do. And that's the difference between a good team that becomes a great team and a good team that becomes a, oh, well, they were a really good team, but, you know, they need a couple more breaks. I, I still think the seven, 30, 35 games in 70 days led into that because— Oh, totally. Even if they play seven games against Toronto, a tough series. Which makes it even worse they, to, not, to add those two extra games. Without having that 35 and 70, yeah, okay, you'd be a little tired, but you'd be all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The combination. And going back to, they win the last game of the regular season— they're playing the New Jersey Devils. Mm-hmm. Winning four or five games and have some rest. Mm-hmm. So, all those things uh, went together. Uh, there was a lot of chatter about Tuca, Sox, and he had his ups and downs, just like the just like the team did. But you know, <clears throat> these last couple games against Tampa could have been seven to one. Oh yeah. I mean, he he made some. Then they don't look spectacular, but when you look at it in the slow mo, he made some great saves. Now he had a couple of screw ups where he, the the first goal was, was it not was it last night or the night? But he tried to pass it off to one of his defensemen, and there was a miscommunication. It went right to the other team. It's like, what are we doing? But turning the puck over, young defense. We only really had one line that scored when you come right down to it. We got nothing out of the fourth line. The other team's fourth line ate us alive. Um, and he tried He tried to make some changes in that. He played Wingos. He played Chari. He played uh, Schaller. He, he tried to maneuver that around. The the Bacchus line, um, I, and again, I think Bacchus won out. He's, he's not a young kid. They, they, they got nothing in this series. So... You know, all they had to do was really they make sure that they, no matter what they had to do to uh, stay after that first line, keep them off the board, and you're going to win. Because on our second line, we got Rick Nash. Disaster. Sweeney better not sign him. He's, he's No. He, he'll be wanting a lot of money, and no. he isn't worth it. He is. I mean, how about the times that he couldn't beat the guy deep, so turn around, try to, I don't know, back in? What What was he doing? I don't know. It looked ridiculous. I, yeah. I'm not. I don't know. Okay, if you want to go in and you can't beat the guy and you 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 stop and then look for somebody to pass or dump it in. It is a, It is absolutely blatantly obvious at this point that the Rangers schnookered them. Like, this was a full schnooker. Well, they gave up Spooner and a young kid. And I guess Spooner's going to turn into something. They gave up on him Probably way too will. soon. I'm, I'm, Spooner's going to remind me, is going to be like a Blake Wheeler guy. By the way, Blake Wheeler seems to be doing okay right now, huh? 
Think you could use him? Hey, think about it. Everybody wanted to run Blake Wheeler out of town. Oh, they couldn't wait. People were cheering when they traded him. Oh, my Lord. Wheeler, Tiger Sagan. uh, Tyler Sagan. Oh, yeah. He's too immature for Boston. What's his name? Playing for Pittsburgh because he didn't want to play here Phil Kessel. Well, Phil Kessel didn't want to be here anyway, so that's fine. But you turn that Phil Kessel deal into Tyler Sagan and another pick. And there it is. And they blew it. And now Tyler Sagan's playing in Dallas. And they got nothing for him. Nothing. Dallas got a new coach, by the way. That yeah. We, that we couldn't use at Maine. Okay, so for those of you, you know what? I'm going to save that story coming out of the next break. I'm going to tell this story coming out of the next break because this is another hot button issue. And this is why you, as a Maine athletic fan, especially you, Maine Black Bears, should be a little annoyed at the people that put into the administration. Okay? So I'm going to take a break and we're going to tell you about it. It's Beatless Daily, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios, across the NBR Radio Network. Don't move, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Sports Time Maine, WTME, AM 780, Rumford, Mexico, Dixfield. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. And now there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit SpectrumHCP.com forward slash ortho. Remember when your kids spent vacation week telling you how bored they were? Yeah, you're going to have to have a whole summer of that. Until you remember. Registration is now open for University of Southern Maine's summer camps. They've got basketball, they've got soccer, they've got ice hockey, and they have a ton more. I haven't even scratched the surface on this. Find the registration links now. Go to usm.maine.edu. That's usm.maine.edu and search summer camps. University of Southern Maine summer camps where kids should spend the summer. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 on Online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation, making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. 
Call WAVE today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org! It is the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR Radio Network. Getting you through your Monday morning. After your long weekend. After my long weekend. Long but fun. Long but fun. I packed a lot of stuff in. Packed a lot of stuff in. So before we went into the break, we're talking about the new Dallas Stars head coach. Why are we talking about the Dallas Stars? Because the new Dallas Stars head coach is Jim Montgomery. You might remember Jim Montgomery. Played for a... 42-1-2. Yeah, he played on that team. So kind of a deal. Um, Good into coaching. And uh, he was working, I think he was at the Rochester Polytechnic Institute or whatever it is up there. Or He was at RPI. And uh, he did really good there. He's a really good coach. Um, why was at RPI, however, and this was in 2010 or so? Yeah, then he went to Denver. He, uh, he got, a, uh, he got an, uh, an operating under the influence. Uh, and this was, it was right after he got that job, right after. Anyways, he, he did everything that, that he's, uh, he's been, you know, he, he did everything he was supposed to do on that end, you know, and, and that was it. When Tim Whitehead got fired... By uh, by the University of Maine, bought out, whatever you want to call it. Tim Whitehead got let go. They parted ways. The name that came out uh, to to be interviewed that everybody wanted at the top of their list was Jim Montgomery. In fact, Jim Montgomery had an interview with the Bangor Daily News. He said, nobody's contacted me. I hope they do. You're talking about one of the young, bright coaching minds in the he won, country. He won a national championship yeah. at Denver. University. When was the last time you heard Denver? <laughs> And right. Hockey mentioned the same voice. Thank you. 
so then, you know, a couple weeks goes by with the search, then all of a sudden, Jim Montgomery signs to be the coach of Denver. And you're like, man, why would he pick Denver over Maine when he was just lobbying for the job in the Bangor Daily News a few weeks ago? Well, it turns out, I have a few, I have a few folks that tell me things, and this gentleman was in the room. I'm not going to name his name because he'd probably like to continue to be in the room in the future. <laughs> He's still there, though told me that when the coaching names were brought up, uh, whoever was in charge at the time, thats this is how I'm going to say it, whoever was in charge of the decisions at the time, however you want to word it, okay, said, can't sign him, he had no UI. We don't want people like that on the main campus. This was years ago, okay, years ago. Have you ever made any mistakes, Manny? I, a couple here yeah, or there. I think I might have made a few mistakes in my life. So they totally just said, you know what? Instead of taking this guy, we're going to take Red Gendron. Now, Red Gendron has, uh, okay, I'll, I'll grant him that. Red Gendron has not gotten arrested, okay? No. But is this and, pro- has a, and has a great reputation. Worked for the New Jersey Devils. How many Frozen Fours did Denver get to under Montgomery's watch? I think they won the national championship one year, and then they made it back to the I, Frozen Four the next year I or was something, gonna, right? I was going to say at least two that I know right. of. There may be more, but I so, think two. So to summarize... While Jim Montgomery was taking Denver to the Frozen Four and doing all these things, Maine was trying to get off the dregs of Hockey East. Okay? And losing to and losing to teams like Merrimack. Maine never used to lose to Merrimack. And Quinnipiac. When Mer- or Quin- Quinnipiac is the prime example. Okay? When Quinnipiac used to come into town, Maine would win 11-1. to 1. I mean, it was just brutal. The Merrimacks of the world. They'd knock them off, too. Like, I mean, it, unless the unless it was Boston College or Boston University, you could rest assured that the University of Maine probably won that game. And they're probably going to split with all the others, if not sweep them. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it just became nothingness. And you, then you lose that off. To me, you lose that off on Arena Home Ice if you're not defending it at all. Now, they're getting there. I mean, they're getting there slowly. Don't get me wrong. They're getting there. But, boy, I can't help but wonder sometimes... And I, I, I also wonder, too, Coach Wang, I wonder if I went through every single professor and academia person up there. Do you think we'd find anybody that has a, a criminal record of any type? Do, oh. you think, do you think maybe? Yeah, think. I feel like we would. Yeah. But, you know, that's fine. So, so again, just well, to summarize, the University of Maine thought Jim Montgomery, they were too good to hire Jim Montgomery to be their coach. Jim Montgomery now... Uh, is going to be the head coach of the National Hockey League's Dallas Stars, and will coach Tyler Sagan. The um, well, I don't want to start you on one of your rants. That was a mini one. It was a mini one. Look at look at what's happened with the the coaching decisions at Maine. Mm. Jack Cosgrove leaves. Mm-hmm. Hire one of his assistants. I don't have a problem with that. I like I like the loyalty thing. They they saw the guy. They they uh, they thought he's a good one, and maybe over time he will be. But we we've, we've also noticed that his top running back and the top running back in the conference is leaving school to transfer to go somewhere else. Didn't like the way he was treated, and I think I told you that's where my connections are. I've heard the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's not all peachy keen. This is not, and let me just put it to you like this. I don't tell, I don't, I get a lot of off-the-record stories, okay? 
and always will. I don't know why. People just like to tell me things. I, I probably should have been a psychiatrist. Like, honestly, if I could have done the school thing, probably could have done that. But I, I always take them all with a grain of salt. Many of them don't make the air because mm-hmm. I haven't had them corroborated by multiple people. This one was corroborated by multiple people. Sure. This is like when the pirates tried to move to Albany a few years ago, and I was told, there's no way they're going to try to move to Albany. And then Brian Petrovic afterwards, when they when they re-signed with the Civic Center, said, oh, yeah, we were told trying to move away from Albany. We had an offer in our hand. The original report that I gave was they had the offer in their hand. They'd accepted. They'd agreed to it in principle, but they wanted to try and come back and see what uh, Portland would do. And then they ended up leaving a few years later to go to Springfield anyway. So, yeah, this stuff happens all the time. So these are the folks that your tax dollars are paying for right now. You know, we, you and Just I... Just FYI, kids. You and I have been a little frustrated with the baseball program. You know, they've dropped down. They, yep. I mean, there's no more Yankee Conference, and and uh, the, the schedule they played is pretty wonky. There's not an auto on the meet there, and they still aren't very successful. I told you that I was frustrated. I only played freshman baseball, and then I got hurt, but I did play um, under some really good people. And I'm not saying that uh, this guy's not a great guy. Maybe he is. But I got a uh, an email from him and his office that went out to the the list is there must be there must have been a hundred names on the list and you couldn't read it it had like uh, writing and then writing superimposed over the top of it and it was all garbled. I mean, you could not read one thing other than it was from the baseball office. And I say to myself, really? I mean, this went out to all of the alumni, ex-players, ex-athletes, who are you going to ask them to turn around and donate? And somebody couldn't figure out how to send that out without mm-hmm. it being all screwed up? I know how you felt about this, the men's basketball program. Uh, maybe that's going to change now with the, with the, the former women's coach there and whatever. Um, it's been a struggle, and I understand. I'm pretty clear. We've I talked about this with the Bates coaches when they've come on with Aaron Morris. Um, I know it's a little more difficult to recruit up here. I understand that people are passing up and driving by other schools either in your conference or your competition, to come here, I know that's a tough sell. Why would a kid from Mass want to drive three extra hours to come to Orno when they could play at UNH, Connecticut, Rhode Island, you know, and so on? Um, same with Kobe Bates-Bowden. The, the rest of NESCAC is south of us. You'd like to think that they could fill up those Kobe bates Bowden and Hassan and Maine rosters with just Maine kids. Well, you can't. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could at one time. You can't anymore. Mm-mm. It's too competitive. And now that we're in the the realm of giving scholarships, we we got to compete just like they do. Used to be Yankee Conference, there was no scholarships, so you, you competed on the fact that if you could get the kid to come here, you could get them. Which is kind of what NESCAC is. Now, because in NESCAC, they got to get into school. It's a much more difficult proposition to get into school than it is to go to Maine. Breaks my heart, but it is. And, uh, yeah, so 
That's frustrating for me to watch. And I and you know I know Red Gender. I like him, but I'm frustrated because I I thought Jimmy Montgomery should have got the job. And uh, look at what he's done. And now look where he is. He's probably glad he didn't get it. Well, and and looking back in hindsight, well, you know, maybe he goes to Maine, does well, and leaves, and then we're all mad. But, yeah, Yeah, but you know what, though? Uh, you know, you've watched Maine long enough. Uh, Murphy, the guys at Harvard, Buddy Tevens. I mean, I, I don't remember them all, but they went through about a 12, 14-year period where they had a coach every about two, maybe three years, which is really difficult to kind of get excited about for the alumni. And I just got to know Matty Boutwell, and now he's gone. But you know what? They were young, aggressive, energetic coaches that knew how to coach and knew how to recruit. Guess what? We were pretty competitive every year. Mm-hmm. So, because we don't remember back that far, because how long has Jack Cosco been here? Long time. Mm-hmm. So, it was back before that. It'll be interesting to see how he does at Colby. With, uh, you know, he's got great football experience. He's going to find out he doesn't have nineteen people to coach with him, and he is going to find out he's probably got better facilities. He's going to. Well, eventually he will. The, the athletic center at Colby is going to be brand new, you know. Mm-hmm. His field is nice. Mm-hmm. Stadium's nice, appropriate. I guarantee you the turf that he's on right now is better than the turf he played on up there. Yeah, I think you're right. Because that's another thing we're seeing. You know, Lewison looks like it's going to have, is going to have turf. Um, that's the thing that I saw when I went around when my kids played at Nescax schools. You want to talk about a turf war? <laughs> Literally, it's a facilities war. Mm-hmm. You you better have a new gym, a new field, a new fitness center, a new whatever. Or, quite frankly, you know, when you look at why kids make decisions to go where they do, that's one of the things. See, I get in. Let's see, I get in Colby and Bowden. Which place? Well, right now, Bowden has had tremendous facilities. Now, Colby has put in a new new turf in this. Football stadium upgraded that. We we've we've uh, been gaga over the baseball softball facility at Colby. I mean, it's top flight. Their turf and the infield is just spectacular with the with the hitting building that you can slide the window the sides open to get fresh air in there. I mean, it's incredible when you think about a sprinkly drizzly day. You can go in there and hit all day. Both teams. I mean, it's just fantastic. It's pretty, uh, pretty nice. One of those things that you you would like to you like could, to see get, go around to. to all the places in the state. You know, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with them. I I think they signed some good players. I thought they did a good job on signing day, um, from what I saw. So I yeah. I think here's the thing: if you're Coach Cosgrove, I just start listing off all the players that played for me in the NFL and say, by the way, they played right up the yeah, road in Oregon. We do not coach them. Yeah, I can get you, I can get you to some places. Now remember, uh, University of Maine has a pro day. And when they have their pro day, local guys can come in. So if you play for a D three school and you think you got it, you want to go up to pro day, go on up. Go for it. It's okay. You can do that. So yeah, you could. It, the dream would still live. Well, I think he's got a good name around New England. I mean, let's face it. I'm going to say seventy percent of his recruits are going to come from New England. 
Mm-hmm. Aren't they? I mean, think about it. Roughly. I mean, I do know that NESCAC is the best Division Three athletic conference in the country. There is no question about that. Uh, so they've got that going for them. Uh, clearly, there's the academic requirements, uh, but when it comes to Colby Bates or Bowden, compared mm-hmm. to the other NESCAC schools. So they will get some kids. There's always a couple of kids from New Jersey and this, that, and the other. There is a lot of prep school. I think I told you when my daughter played ice hockey at at uh, Conn College, she was the only public school kid on the, in the program her freshman year anyway. So a couple things here. We're going to talk about David Price in a minute. Yeah, boy. Did you see they want to think about giving him a hand warmer? Well, read this and I'll tell you why. On a frigid April night, this, by the way, okay, this is, this is full, this is written by uh, Chris Mason from CNA, CNHI Sports Boston. Uh, it's, it's under the Eagle Tribune. This is written by that. And I don't, I don't think Chris is in the, in the can for the Red Sox here. But you tell me, if you're David Price, especially when you're given media access, okay, and this week is the Yankees game, remember what happened last time they played the Yankees? On a frigid April night, David Price blew into his pitching hand repeatedly, flexed it into a fist, and grabbed the hand warmer in his back pocket. The lefty was doing everything he could to try to regain feeling in it. With temperatures in the low 40s and a steady wind blowing in... Hold on. Let me, let me, let me do some other things in here. David Price is... <laughs> David Price is the warrior going for the win. Price had... Price's fingertips had gone numb against the Yankees. The hand warmer didn't offer any reprieve. Oh, God, we've lost the hand warmer. On a particularly biting evening at the ballpark, there was nothing Price could do. It just wasn't happening that night, Price said. Without feeling in his fingers, Price's results were predictable. He struggled to command any pitch in his arsenal, labored through an inning of work, and surrendered four runs. He was listed, lifted from the game after an inning, the shortest outing of his career, and later revealed a chronic circulation issue that he's been afflicted with since childhood. This doesn't come up when you sign him to a $240 million contract. Hey, by the way, I got this we're thing. We're looking at your medical history. What is this little thing here? Ever since I was a little kid, hands and feet, they've always been extremely cold, Price told CNHI Sports Boston. And then you mix in cold weather, dot, dot, dot. Price stopped mid-sentence and reached out for a handshake. On a normal afternoon in the Red Sox clubhouse, the lefty's hand felt like it had just come out of a freezer. He goes, that's inside. It's 70-whatever degrees in here. My hands are still very, very cold. There's something I've always had to try to deal with, just trying to find different ways to combat it. It's kind of always a work in progress. He explained that the ailment hasn't just flared up in on the diet. It's affected him everywhere. Baseball game, watching football, whatever it is, that was always something he dealt with. The hand was examined by a hand and wrist doctor. They used some big terms, never was familiar with them. Um, they said if it continued, they'd do more tests on it, but... Uh, but in LA, it wasn't happening. Summer coming up, it's not really going to be an issue. How do you? How I, do you? What are you going to do with him? I mean, you got him for a run at the playoffs. Does this explain why he sucks in the playoffs? It's cold, so he can't feel his hands. You know, he's his own worst enemy. He lets all the media print and talk bother him. 
Which he, by the way, he invited you, you this, should, right? Yeah, and you should never have come to Boston or go to New York. I mean, he's if to- that's going to be the case. I mean, he's coming out here. I mean, it doesn't matter what the money is, right? St. Louis offered him a boatload of money, not as much as the Red Sox. He could have gone there and been in Nirvana. St. Louis, warm weather, good and, baseball town. I a lot of people are like he's not going to opt out. Not going to opt out. He's not going to opt out. Red Sox owed him. But here's the question. He's made a lot of money. Okay. If I've made a lot of money in my life. Okay. A lot of money. And I know I can well, probably make some more. contract was 217 million. He's yeah. what? Three quarters away through it? Uh, let's, let's, let's bring up the old Cots baseball contract. I was going to say, us. so he's made a hundred and... Forty million. Let's go. Let's see here. Now this off-season stuff is probably kind of scary for him because I know I wouldn't want to be a free agent on this market. But if he can pull together a good year this year and is he this, can have a solid playoff, is this the year that he can opt out? Yeah, he's he not opt out after this year. He's not going to. Well, he's due thirty this year, thirty-one next year, and then thirty-two the rest of the years. But yeah, everybody says he's not going to opt out. But what if he really isn't happy? What if he's miserable? He is miserable. If your health is miserable, if your mental health, and, and players, by the way, talk about their mental health all the time, right? If their mental health is miserable and they're physically miserable, why do you want to Why do you want to hang in a place for another four years? So you're saying four opt, years? opt out and go to San Diego for $15 million a year. Opt out and go to San Diego. Opt out and go to the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going are gonna to be under the tax. They're going to need pitching. Especially with Kershaw on the on the on the DL again. I could see him going to San Francisco sure. or St. Louis. I mean, I could see him going to just about anywhere. Any warm weather place. He should he should go to a National League warm weather team. Yeah. No, you're right. No DH. Less of a hitting lineup. He could actually be decent. If I were the Red Sox too, I would be quietly shopping him around. A lot of people think that's crazy. I bet you could. I, I bet you could fill his production. For a quarter of what oh, you're paying right now. I don't think there's any question about that. Because this contract is going to become just as much of an albatross for you as the Alvarez one is. Because with Price, you're not going to know what you're going to get from him on a day-to-day basis. Not, not Alvarez. Uh, Sandoval. Uh, Sandoval. I got my Pedros mixed up. Yeah. Or my Pablos. <laughs> Pablos and Pedros. But... Uh, you can't if you go get somebody now. If he's got a five million dollar deal, you got to pay the tax. That makes it like an eleven million dollar deal, and that's just money you're giving away. You know, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but newspapers aren't quite as profitable as they once were. So the Boston Globe, I can't imagine, is raking in a ton of money. Okay, and I still see a lot more empty. Se- I still see empty seats in Fenway that I didn't used to see eight to ten years ago. So I'm sure there's plenty of money and there's still plenty of merchandise, but eventually that happens. So they're going to have to cut costs somewhere. Are they still saying that the sellout streak is alive? I haven't heard. I haven't really paid I, attention I, I to that. Pay attention either. I don't have a I, yeah. Yeah, I I I thought that last year. You know, I was hoping that Alex Cora could come in and we'll we'll calm down the social media stuff that he gets himself in a mess because. He, he can't let it go, and he has to say something stupid. Uh, I swear, a professional team should have a a course on that. Because LeBron could use it. 
Mm-hmm. As good as he is, and he's the best. There isn't any question. He's an idiot when it comes to that stuff. Speaking of LeBron, I um, you know when you shoot when you're playing horse or somebody, when you when you take a shot that's at a ridiculous angle angle and it bounce it banks in. You, you have to call that because there's no way in hell. He knew the clock was running out, and he just fired it up, and it banked in. What do you think? So I did not watch that game. I was coming back from the Mets. I walked through the door of where I was staying, turned the TV on. This is what I saw as I turned the TV on, Winger. LeBron in. It's good. Nuts. That is, I turned the TV on, that is what That is what I saw. And I'm like, is this real life? What is this? That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And, and seriously, you did it with a straight face, like, oh, yeah, well, this This out. Cleveland team is not good, okay? They, they were not good all year. Now Wouldn't all this, I love to see us LeBron beat has just been like, beat them. LeBron oh. just roll right on, man. LeBron's like, everybody hop on my back and go in. But my question is, how much longer will this last? Because he had to carry them to the seven-game victory over Indiana. Okay? Carry them. He has carried them to Toronto, and not because he had to, but because he's taking up space rent-free in Toronto's head. Oh, there. They folded the tent. They're starting their golf uh, swings right now. Folks in Cleveland have seen this before when a guy named Michael Jordan used to own them in the playoffs every single year. LeBron James owns Toronto. If you were not, if if you're the Toronto Raptors or you're a Toronto Raptors fan, you, this was your year to beat LeBron. This is probably oh, the yeah. poorest supporting cast he's yeah. ever had. And you're the number one seed. It was the best depth team that Toronto had ever had. The best record, home field, uh, home court, and you still and you get you're gonna get swept down the stretch. You're gonna I said, get swept. Toronto looks really good, and you said no. Nope. I don't believe they're a playoff team. They won't be able to do it. I will believe it. You said it when I see it. We probably should have marked. We should mark the dates down when you make these statements because you made it. It was before the playoffs started. You said no. They're the number one seed, but they're not a playoff team. Tomorrow will mark the first time the Red Sox and Yankees will play each other with the two best records in Major League Baseball since June second of two thousand and two. Really? Yep. Huh. Red Sox were thirty six and sixteen. Yankees were thirty seven and nineteen at that time. Biggest first half rivalry series in forever. The difference between the, those two teams, though, and we'll probably talk about them uh, later on today. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll talk about them. Uh, the difference between the two teams, and if the differences continue the way they have been, Boston might leave. In second place, and with a, a scalded rear end. We'll see if it keeps up, but we'll, we'll go over some of that. <laughs> Take a break. We got one more segment. 1128, 62 degrees. You're listening to Sports Time. It's NBR Radio. It's the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. And now there's a new winning team to add to the list. 
Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. Remember when your kids spent vacation week telling you how bored they were? Yeah, you're going to have to have a whole summer of that. Until you remember. Registration is now open for University of Southern Maine's summer camps. They've got basketball, they've got soccer, they've got ice hockey, and they have a ton more. I haven't even scratched the surface on this. Find the registration links now. Go to usm.maine.edu. That's usm.maine.edu and search summer camps. University of Southern Maine summer camps where kids should spend the summer. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee & Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee & Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's one 800 
800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. It is the Beelis Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network. What were we talking about just a second ago? Because I was like, I was going to talk about it coming in. Like, I wrote down a teaser and totally forgot it. That's sad. Sad. I got to be better than that. That's totally on me. No, it's about the Yankees Red Sox series. That's what you want. About the Yankees Red Sox series. Was that what? Yeah, but did, did I say something about it afterwards? Like I felt like I was carrying something over into the next segment, but apparently not. We already talked about price. Oh, yeah. you, uh, you said that they're gonna Yankees are gonna spank the Red Sox. Is what yeah, you said. there's going to be a that that is exactly what I I ended up with. Kobe Bryant on Brad Stevens. Quote, I think he observes a lot better, Bryant said. He observes the game, the flow of the game, and tendencies. He can look at players and their tendencies, and then you can file it away. He goes, that last play in game three, I had to laugh. He just pulled everybody up. It was prime misdirection. It's perfect. Al Horford just held, and he just vacated the backside. If you simply put everybody there, it's a dead giveaway for what's going to happen. He used Philly's aggressiveness and youth against them. He knew they were going to be aggressive defensively. He knew they were going to overplay, and now you have Horford on the backside. He's able to look at the game and make adjustments on the fly. He's a great coach, man. To be able to see the game like that requires a lot of film study, watching film over and over and over, studying over and over and over. To then be able to observe things in real time, that can only be done by a person who has that level of commitment to the game, which I'm sure he does. That's Kobe Bryant, who, by the way, I'm not a big Kobe Bryant fan, no, but if he's going to praise some, if he's going to heap some praise on Brad Stevens, I'm going to read it. I like it. Well, because a lot of people love Kobe Bryant. So there, there's there you not. Go. Uh, I mean, I agree with everything he said. I mean, I said from the day he came, you know, there's a little. Ah, oh, geez, he, he won a few more games in him last year, and we didn't go anywhere in the playoff, and all that crap. You know what? Take a look at this year. Well, last year he got us to the Eastern Main Final with a flawed team and a hurt point guard. Mm-hmm. This year, I think he's going to get us to the Eastern Main Final, Eastern Main, Eastern Conference Final with uh, a hurt team. With really potentially our two best players hurt, aren't they? Are those our two best? I players? feel like, I, yeah. I mean, it, they were at the I mean, beginning know, of the year on paper. Yes, they were one hundred percent your two best players. I mean, I know Tatum has been fantastic in the playoffs, and I see nothing but upside from him. I mean, he's just taken over the that role, and you know what? 
I think it goes back and forth some games. I think that, and then he doesn't do a heck of a lot, and Brown goes crazy and gets 30. I just think they have a good one-two punch there, and and uh, he's been able – I mean, think about it. One game, Uvicelli does – he plays the whole game against uh, the Greek freak, and next game he doesn't play at all. I mean, I just think he uses the team as a whole, and he sees the like, – like Kobe said, he sees the big picture. Uh, it's been a fun team to watch. I told you that I'm – I mean, I played high school basketball, but I, I'm not – what I would call a basketball, not like you are. Um, but this team has been fun to watch from the get-go. And it's just going to keep getting better. It seems that way. You know, I'm, I'm worried about the wet blanket you throw on it about can't sign everybody. What are we going to do? You which can't. Is, which is true. I understand it. So they'll have the same kind of decisions the Bruins do. Who right. you bringing back? Who you? I mean, I think that's one of the things that Shirelli – he brought in some good people, and we won the cup in 2011 and played for it. Was it the next year or two years? 13, I guess. But then he got enamored with, well, I'm going to give this guy an extra $2 million. I'm going to give that guy. And then he had a whole bunch of contracts that didn't give him any salary cap space, and they weren't that great players. He was giving pretty decent contracts to mediocre players. And then what do you got? Then he ends up. You know, trading away Johnny Rocket because he didn't have enough room in the cap space for two draft picks that he got nothing from. You know, those kind of things really kill you. So we'll see what the Celtics can do with that roster. I mean, it, it looks very good. I mean, we understand that some of those guys that did, you know, he's he's, a, he's using about an eight- or nine-man roster. You know, some nights ten guys play, maybe Eleven, but most nights it's eight or nine guys, and I think it's just enough a rotation to keep guys fresh. And those guys on the on the bottom of that roster, some of them won't be here next year probably. Feel pretty confident that that's you know either with free agency or a draft pick. Yeah. Now tell me again the the draft pick for for this particular year. All right, you have. We are wrong. The opportunity you have your own, then you have the opportunity to get the Lakers pick if it falls between two or three. Two it's not. It's not mathematically possible for it to go four and five. So if they hit oh, the really? lottery, yeah, it's not mathematically possible for that. So if they hit the lottery at two or three, if the if the Lakers get the second or third pick in the lottery, Celtics get that pick. If not, they get Sacramento's pick next, next. year, as long as Sacramento's pick isn't number one. If it is, then they get Philadelphia's pick next year, or some other. There's some other convoluted some thing other to it. So what you want Crazy. is for Sacramento to be bad, but not the worst next year, okay? And what you, <laughs> what I would prefer, or, or to get the Lakers two or three. What I would prefer is to get the Lakers two or three this year, because honestly, if I can hurt the Lakers at the same time that you help the Celtics, yeah. do my heart good. It really would. The one trade that I keep hearing. As Terry Rozier continues to improve. I heard it too. And I've heard it more than once. It would be Kyrie Irving to San Antonio for Kawhi Leonard. Straight Their up. salaries match up. It's pretty close. And it's the same salary because they signed the same contract. What do you think? <sighs> Who? But Kyrie, I mean, uh, Kawhi Leonard plays the same spot as... Tatum, right? Yeah, but they all play the same spots now, and now they no, switch. That's true. That's you know true. what I mean? That's true, yeah. 
So let's say let's say you can trade let's say you can trade Kyrie for um for Leonard, and then your your starting lineup next year is Rozier, Brown or Tatum, Hayward, Hayward, Horford, Horford. Okay, so let's go. How about this? So either Brown Rozier, or Tatum's going to be a Rozier, Hayward, yeah. Brown, Horford, Tatum. There's your starting five. Or you have Baines start the game at the five and bring somebody off the bench. And then you get a bench with Smart and Morse. I mean, you can hang on to most of your roster for Kawhi if you trade Kyrie. Now, I like Kyrie. I think Kyrie is going to be a superstar in the city. But I think Leonard could be just as much of a superstar in the city. Are you going to, for the rest of the league... You you made a big deal out of trading for Kyrie mm-hmm. to then trade him away. Are you going to get some negative stuff from the other players in the league saying no? Because it's a business. I really I and San Antonio would be a good spot for Kyrie. I oh, mean, yeah, oh yeah. You know, as long you know, d- d- provided Popovich stays coaching, I wouldn't be shocked if Popovich retired this off season. If that's the case, I don't trade him there. I see his his uh, assist, female assistant is. Going to be interview- interviewed in Mini- uh, Milwaukee. Sounds like she's not the you know a serious candidate, but I think that's pretty decent. Yeah, Becky Hammond. They is, say uh, she she's going to get. Yeah, she's going to get a job somewhere. They say she can coach. It's going to have to be a pretty somebody willing to take a risk. And I feel confident that, in that. Uh, I mean, we're gonna. There's gonna be. There would be feedback that he quit on San Antonio and trying to clean up that whole story. I suppose fans are fans. Once he's in and he, it's a double double the first game. All is forgiven. But Rozier's been unbelievable. But nuts! How much money has he made over the last few weeks? Yeah, at least at home. Uh huh. Now he's still got a contract for next year, right? Right. Then they have to re-sign him. That's always the worry, you know. Some agent, his agent, gets to him and says, "Don't listen to that contract you can make," because the NBA, the home team, can give him more of a contract than any other team. Correct, the team he plays yep, for. Yep. So he can get a super max from San Antonio if he resigns. Now, next question: Kawhi's, Kawhi's not staying in San Antonio. No, and I don't think San Antonio is going to give him that money because do I want to give a guy money if I don't think he's going to play? Nope. Especially if he's down on us. Correct, I'm good. Like that's that's a wrap for me. So well, he's got one more one more year in his contract. Yeah, that would be the only question. I would hate to trade Kyrie and find out. No, when Kyrie only has one more year left on his contract. Oh, so Same thing. Up. Oh, yeah, okay. Same deal. So, um, I, I got to be honest with you. I I like Kyrie, but I nah. I it if you can keep the entire roster, think of the depth you've got. The rest there. of it, yeah. Because you still got Morris on a, on a deal this year. Thies, by the way, will be back next year as well. Yeah. Don't forget Thies. Bain, Baines has been... Baines will be back. Baines has really Baines been... Baines is a blue-collar guy. You've got to have guys so, like him and Thies. No question. He's been so important against Embiid because Embiid has to go out and guard him because he can hit the outside jumper. Yeah. So that draws Embiid out of the paint, and that allows Rozier and the rest hey, the of the Celtics game going. Celtics won two championships. Cowan's shooting those outside shots uh-huh. as the center. If you can have Rozier and Smart on your team, okay, especially Smart, yeah, I think, you know, 
before, Smart coming off the bench, man. Before, <laughs> I was thinking, I let him go, let him go. You know what? As I've watched him, his fire, the way he plays defense, I, I think you're not going to give him a max contract, but is he really looking for that, you think? It's hard to know what their agents convinced him, but, boy, if they can re-sign him to a decent contract that doesn't kill him, I, they're going to be really good again. And See, that, even if they don't make that trade, you were going to say there's something else, though. I think, there's a, I think there's a lot of things they could they might be able to do but the problem is you gotta you gotta figure it out like you can't just re-sign everybody it's not gonna work you have to feel, feel the roster <coughs> I mean everybody wants the Patriots to do that in the NFL you can't go over the cap in the NBA you can now Celtics are a big franchise they want to pay the luxury tax for a while they can go pay the luxury tax for a while but the most pathetic thing of this whole thing coach has been 76ers fans. Because the beginning of the series, it was like, oh, you guys don't have your players. They're going to wipe you up. And now, you know what I hear from them? It's like little kids after you beat them at a game of baseball or basketball. I'm going to go get my older brother, and we're going to come back and take care of you. We're going to go get LeBron next year, and we're really going to show you how it's done. You really think LeBron's wife wants to live in Philly? I don't think so. They, they have a house in L.A., right? Correct. At what point? <laughs> I know winning is really important, mm-hmm. and he's got more money than the United States, except for Apple Computer. Other than that, he's got more money than God. Um, do you go to a place that you like to live to finish out where you live and see if you could put together a team that over the next couple of years makes a run? Wouldn't that be fun? Mm-hmm. No pressure. Hey, if we don't win, we don't win. Mm-hmm. I. I think sometimes you take a guy like that, it's almost like Brady. The, the pressure to get back to another Super Bowl every year, I got to believe over time. That I mean, I know that's what you all play for. But having that on your shoulders, and he's played on teams where he's had to be the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I always said about Bill Russell, and you know that he's my favorite. He never had to score a point. Nope. He played great defense and he rebounded. Mm-hmm. And he outlet the pass as well, as, the, the ball about as well as anybody. But, uh, I mean, he revolutionized defense, which is why the Celtics are 3-0, and by the way, as you know. I mean, they played just super defense down the stretch in all three of those games. We, um, of course, you know, when you talk about guys um, not scoring, not producing offensively, but still contributing. It made me think of another sport and a guy that's been struggling for the Yankees, but still contributing and helping them win is Brett Gardner. Yeah. Uh, he finally started to find his bat this weekend because he's he's a streaky hitter. He's either really bad or really good. And uh, but defensive plays, good base running, uh, uh, good slides, things of that nature, uh, advancing runners when you need to advance them, still still worth it. Um, also, another thing here, too, uh, before I lose Palmer, uh, CC Sabathia is telling George King that I want one more parade and pretty sure that'll be it. <laughs> so if the Yankees find a way to win it all this year, this will be finals, uh, uh, Sabathia's final season. You know, again, it, it brings up a gripe that I've had. You know, we talked about the fact that catchers don't block the ball like they're supposed to, and that fundamental's gone. Another one that I've noticed a lot this year, I, it, it's been creeping in worse each year, but. The guy gets the ball and he goes to place a tag. They're tagging all over the place. Mm-hmm. I was always taught you put your foot at the edge of the base, whatever base it is, 
And then you bring your glove right down to your foot. You don't have to look for anything. The guy's got to come to where your foot is because that's where the base is. And then once you put it right there, you find out, oh, he's a little bit inside. you got to move your glove two inches, six mm-hmm. at the most. Guys are catching the ball and waving it up waist high and tagging them on the thigh. And What are you talking about? Put the ball, the glove down because the other thing that we're seeing is the head first side, that guy comes in and he lifts up his right hand where you were going to tag him, tags it with the left hand. Well, he's still tagging the base, guys. Mm-hmm. Put your glove to the front of the base and then adjust as you see where he is. Mm-hmm. It's a fundamental that was at main absolute. You didn't do that, you weren't going to play. Mm-hmm. Because Jack used to say, they're going to hook slide, they're going to head first, and you don't know what they're going to do. Put the glove down and let them slide into it. Where are you going? I don't know. I don't see that. I see craziness. Mm-hmm. Like the one, you know how the Fenway comes off the wall and you grab it and the other second baseman or the, the second baseman, you're trying to make a tag? Get a sense for where the bag is and... and Put the tag on the bag. Again. I, I don't I don't know. I know that seems simple, but it seems simple to me. I don't it know. That's, seems way, that's the way I was taught. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But that's the problem. We don't teach anything. And really the same with a catcher. The way the plate is constructed, you put your, your foot on that front side edge, you take the ball, and then you swipe away from it because he's not going to slide into the infield anymore. You're there. Mm-hmm. You, and you just slide them away as you're tagging them. Again, you put your glove down to where your foot is, use your shin guards, protect the plate, slide them out. Done. I mean, I we used to practice it all the time. Every time. It's gone. Gone, yep. gone, 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 gone. Goodbye, gone. <laughs> We're not going to get a reply from my baseball coach? No, he's probably got a... He's probably he, gonna, he's I gone think he's to gotta, I think he's got to go man the lunchroom. Might have gone to lunch. Point. Might have gone to lunch. He missed, by the way. We did hear a siren today. He Sorry did. You missed he it. did miss. We were that on a break. Siren. Yep. He it did. was a fire truck. We were, we were on a break. We were on a break. That sounded like we tried it. We'll try to do better next time. It's all right. That happens. Boy, it's nice to see the sun, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It's nice. It's nice to see like a 60 out there instead of like a, I think like a two. You know that I own an old farm. Yeah. More than 200 years old. I got a barn. It's got three bays in it and two stories and a big enough upstairs where when my son was, kids were little, they used to play uh, ice hockey, you know, full hockey up there with regular pucks. Put two goals, one at each end and race up and down. Anyway, um, so I've got an outside faucet when I had, when I was feeding the horse and the other animals. Outside faucet sounds like a code word for something. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. And you got to turn it on down cellar, and then when the when the season's over, it gets cold in November. You got to turn the water off downstairs and drain it. Otherwise, it, you get a you get it to it'll freeze somewhere from the barn to down cellar. So it's almost time where I don't think we're gonna have a lot of frost anymore. Yeah, I think you're probably I think I'm in gonna the be clear. Right with that. I think so you I are. Probably can put my outside hose in. Connect it up, reconnect the water, turn it on. I always hold my breath to see is there water gushing from anywhere. That's <laughs> you know, usually the some, key. Some elbow that 
let go and whatever. Although I try to drain it early so I don't face that. But all kinds of little things to do around an old farm, trust me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Any any fa- Young farm, new farm, as soon as you say farm, it could be a moisture farm, and it would be. Anything. What we did was, we, we've got that big barn. Love it. Huge. In the back end of it, when we had a horse for a long time, we simply built a, a a stall, and I asked the vet, should I close the stall in for the winter? And they said, no. The horse's fur will, will thicken up, and they're fine. As soon as you start to put something up, they get tripping. And I said, should I put a... Um, a huge tarp up and let just a one opening. They said, no, the horse is going to step on the tarp. And so it was always open, and we had a Dutch door. You know, you could open up the top to feed him, but leave the, the, the bottom one closed. And then off the front side, they had literally a bullpen. Nah. With, with an actual bull. Yeah, for the bull, for servicing. And it had. <laughs> Happy ending. It had um, bars on the windows. No escaping. Mm-hmm. So what we did so was they that, could so they could you know they weren't you know they weren't going anywhere. We first moved in there. I bought a a Sears um, six foot high uh, cage for the for the dogs. Yeah, you know, good size. Yeah. So we connect that to the door for the for the bullpen. So they had an inside area. They could go in when it was cold, and then an outside area. And then, as we when we put the pool in, we said, you know what? That's crazy. If somebody comes, where are they going to change? They're going to have to go all the way in the house. So we took the bullpen. And made that the? Made that the the, the uh, changing area for the pool. You know, uh, cover the windows with the cheap curtain and put some some uh, cheap carpeting, you know, indoor-outdoor carpeting or whatever. And, and then off the side of the bullpen where the, where the roof comes down, we just extended the roof out and put in a 4 by 8 dog pen. So the roof line's the same. Bingo. Lines it right up. And Be then we just we just turned the the uh, cage, the the uh, Sears dog kennel around, so the entrance is now on the side. Bingo, inside outside area. So there's never a dull moment in the farm. Trust no, me. no, there isn't. I was just dreading, thinking it's time to mow my lawn, which is ginormous. Yankees, Red Sox tomorrow night. Right. Celtics in action tonight, 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 tonight. Hot damn. They're coming tonight against the Philadelphia I, 76ers I, at Philadelphia. Finish them. I was so... Uh, Finish them. I was hoping the Bruins could hang on because we suddenly got into it. One team plays one night and the other one plays the next night. That's the way you love it. Something every night. This having two games through all three games. It was three games in one night when mm-hmm. the back along. So that'll be good. That'll do it for us on the Beelist Daily from Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios. We'll see you back here tomorrow, bright and early, 10 a.m. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports.